thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. there thanks for tuning in again this week we've got an absolutely amazing episode coming up for you all about conception and optimizing fertility something that we haven't done and i'm very happy to have our guest tasha jennings be the one to do this episode and as you'll see she's done so much in the birth in the birth world and um well you'll see why i'm so excited because she's just um, a superstar tasha jennings is a qualified naturopath and nutritionist with over 15 years experience she's an expert contributor to media publications including The Age, The Herald Sun, New Idea, The Bub Hub, Mouth of Mums and more. Inspired by her desire to start a family, Tasha has specialized in fertility and pregnancy for the past five years through her company Zysia, which means life, and specializes in providing premium nutrition for conception, pregnancy and breastfeeding. Tasha is the author of two books, The Vitamins Guide and The Fertility Diet, and her new venture, conceivebaby.com.au, brings together an expert panel of fertility specialists to provide qualified information for couples wanting to conceive and carry healthy babies. Proudest achievement, however, is as mum to her two young children, and she's passionate about helping others achieve that same dream. This is a power mama. She has done so much. And when you listen closely to see what she's done in a short space of time, you will be awed as I was. I'm very, very excited to bring to you this episode this week. And I'm looking forward to your feedback and more so looking forward to hearing, um, like Tasha does, positive stories of how this podcast or uh, something that you've done that because of the podcast, such as uh, taking Zycia or uh, reading the fertility diet or any of the other great tips that we give on this show have helped you have a great birth or become pregnant or have helped you in parenting because this really is a community where we like to give back and share. Um, enjoy the episode. Good morning, Tasha. I'm so excited to have you on Mums the Word. Could you please share with the listeners all about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, sure. It's great to be here, Kaz. Nice to finally link our diaries. Um, look, I'm a naturopath and nutritionist, obviously. Um, and look, I was passionate about natural health from quite a young age, really. I think my mum instilled this in me when I was really little and I used to get recurrent ear infections and was always on antibiotics and at the doctors and she ended up taking me to see a naturopath which was probably a little more unheard of than it is today and yeah that really helped me to some changes in diet um, some natural remedies and I no longer needed the antibiotics and I thought that was great so from then on we had cod liver oil for colds we had our little apple cider vinegar and honey for sore throats and I just grew up thinking that that's what everyone did and so as I got older really natural medicine was was kind of a natural thing for me to to gravitate to but um again even even in when I we finished high school at 17 it wasn't as prolific as it is now really and even the college that I wanted to enroll in as a young 17 year old Jade out of high school said that oh you're probably too young to, to do a naturopathy degree why don't you go away and, and do something else and come back again 
but I knew it was something I was really passionate about doing. So I started just an introductory subject and uh, worked full-time in a pharmacy um, around that subject. But then by the end of it, did some traveling during that year and came back and thought, no, it's really, really something I, I want to do. And the other unfortunate thing was it wasn't covered by HEX. So that was a bit of a stumbling block, but I did just, I worked full-time in the pharmacy or well, three days a week and two days a week I fitted my full-time study into two days a week to to be a naturopath. It's amazing how we had all that energy when we were younger. I also thought oh, I studied five days a week and I worked on weekends and I had a really good social life and I don't know how we did it but um, sounds interesting the combination of working at a, a pharmacy and also um, studying naturopathy on the side. That must have been a bit of an internal, uh, I don't know, um, Struggle is not the right word I'm looking for, but yeah, that's an interesting combo. I know what you mean. Like, uh, everyone asked me that too. They said, how do you work in a pharmacy and yet you're studying to be a naturopath? You know, obviously passionate about natural medicine. How do you how sell drugs really, I guess? But to me, I loved both. And I've actually, from then on, actually been passionate about combining the different modalities. I think we're all working towards the same end. I think it's all about healthcare. And so I loved the pharmacy and I also loved the naturopathy side of things and I've really wanted things to work together. And I'm actually now married to a cardiologist and I think it should be about working together. I wouldn't want to treat anyone with diet and lifestyle tips who needs a heart operation and vice versa. He'd much rather people seek some dietary natural medicine advice than end up on the operating table. So I, I really think... The, the two things go hand in hand and hopefully they, they should more so and that's something I've been passionate about during my whole career and actually even when I graduated as a naturopath, um, I went back into the pharmacy field. I approached a, a large pharmacy uh, that had a small natural health department and said, look, I'm, I'm almost a naturopath. I wasn't quite graduated at the time actually um, and, yeah, approached them and started out working two days a week within another pharmacy as a naturopath. And luckily enough, the, the natural health department grew while I was there and I ended up working there full time for about six years and had another two naturopaths that were working underneath me by the end and we had a clinic and, yeah, all within the pharmacy, which is, yeah, what I really love doing. Amazing that they were so open to have you there because sometimes it's, you know, yeah, different modalities are pretty set in their ways. Absolutely. And I, I, that's, I've been wanting to break down those barriers for a long time. And I think just as long as you can get sort of one person who's, who's up for the challenge. And by the end of it, even though the pharmacists that were a bit skeptical, I mean, they, they see the dollar signs, you know, they, they saw that what, what the natural health side was bringing in as well. So, and I did convert a lot of the pharmacists, which was, again, I like the challenge. I know a lot of people are skeptical about um, natural medicine. So I'm, I'm so used to being doubted that, uh, yeah, I love the challenge of, I, I'm so passionate about it. I know it works. I know what I do is, is, you know, really beneficial for people. And so I really want to get the word out further. I ended up actually writing a little column for a local, uh, local little newspaper and yeah, really love spreading the word about natural medicine and, and convincing people, um, about the benefits. And I was lucky enough to a large pharmacy chain ended up buying the pharmacy that I was working in at the time and they approached me to write a weight loss program for their, their whole pharmacy chain, um, which we, which I loved doing. But at the same time, I pitched them an idea that I'd, I'd sort of been thinking about for a while and would have loved to do and to create a vitamin range that linked in with pharmaceutical medicines. 
And lucky enough, yeah, the, the boss was open enough to taking on the challenge and so I was able to create a range that had an echinacea complex to go with the cold and flu medications. We had CoQ10 to go with people on statin medications and relieve some of their side effects. So that was something I was I just love doing. I love actually showing the pharmacists, you know, if you get good quality nutrients from a good quality manufacturer, these are the the great results you can achieve. And that range ended up being quite successful and, yeah, my work became became my life. I loved what I was doing. I loved having an Australian manufacturer. I loved w- looking at the nutrients and researching the various nutrients that were available. And, yeah, so my mum journey didn't start for a while actually. And- I was going to say, is this, this before you were with your uh, husband who's the cardiologist and before Absolutely. kids or because it's I'm thinking just- his clients must have benefited as well? Look, in the long run, I, th- I think they definitely have. And no, but the, all of this was way prior to kids. I, I lived at home. I, my parents were lucky enough to support me when I was paying for my hecs and my schooling and everything like that with free board. And I didn't, they, they knew it was going to last till I was 28. They may have that <laughs> earlier if they had have known. But yeah, no, I didn't meet my husband until later on. I work was my life and kids are something I always knew I wanted I guess in my life but yeah I wasn't in a hurry to settle down I met my husband when I was 28 I think and yeah we married when I was 29 so I settled down reasonably quickly once once we once I found him Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until about a year later I remember being about 31 and I thought okay now I'm I'm ready to have kids and he was always ready and so yeah, as a healthy 31-year-old, I really had no reason to believe I'd have any trouble. Um, but unfortunately, or, or fortunately, as I, I now like to look at it, it, it wasn't so easy for me. And that was my reason for specialising in fertility and pregnancy. So I guess it kind of started out as a bit of a, a selfish reason. Um, so it was just a small personal project to help me conceive and and carry a healthy baby and it really grew into quite a mission as I met with researchers both here and internationally and was really inspired by what I was discovering about the importance of certain nutrients during preconception and pregnancy and also the variations in our metabolism um, of these nutrients and the different forms of nutrients that are available and their absorbability. And yeah, this is how my company Zycia first came about. Um, I chose the name Zycia because it means life and that's what my aim was, to promote and support life in its earliest stages. And having a background in product development, I obviously started researching to find the best prenatal supplement that um, I could find to support my journey. And after finding some great ones while I was overseas in in Europe and, and meeting with people over there, I I couldn't find what I wanted um, in Australia, particularly in relation to the formal folate, um, the folinic acid that they had available over there, and choline, which is really critical to brain, to brain development, but we just didn't have available in our supplements here. Um, so, yeah, dietary sources are always first and foremost um, in my mind as a, as a naturopath. Um, we, we, we want to get everything from our diet as much as we can, but unfortunately realistically most of us don't source our veggies from the backyard anymore and you know a lot of it does come from supermarket shelves and especially nutrients here like the folate that I was mentioning um, they're very unstable which basically what that means is a lot of it lost during any cooking or processing 
And the difficult thing with folate is that it is so essential to life that we actually cannot sustain a pregnancy without without it. So folate is essential to the synthesis of DNA. Healthy folate levels increase our chance of conceiving and they improve our embryo quality. Um, but unfortunately, if you do have low levels, it's linked to subfertility and adverse pregnancy outcomes, including recurrent miscarriage, which is really common in low folate levels, and preeclampsia even later in pregnancy. And, of course, it's most well-known um, for its role in supporting the development of the neural tube, which connects the brain to the spinal cord. And that cord actually develops and closes during the first five weeks of pregnancy, which is before some people are even aware they're, aware they're even pregnant. So folate is really vital for preconception health, and I'm really keen to, to get that message across as to how important that is. And a good supplement, I believe, acts as kind of an insurance policy to help maintain healthy levels despite, of course, the natural dietary fluctuations in, in intake. But, of course, it never should replace a healthy diet. But, yeah, why I created the Zycia supplement is because you need to get the right source. You need to get the right supplement. There's plenty of vitamins out on the market which have A to Z of every nutrient in there. But... It really depends what form those nutrients are in as to whether they are beneficial or not. Um, it's all well and good having the nutrient in the tablet, but if it's not actually reaching your bloodstream, then it's pretty ineffective. And in some cases, it can be worse than ineffective. It can remain unmetabolized in your system, which can actually be harmful. And that's the important difference that I was discovering about folic acid uh, which is our main supplemental source, and folate. So folic acid is a synthetic supplemental source of folate, and folate is the natural nutrient that's found in food and is what's used by our body. But in unfortunately, around 50% of people struggle to metabolize synthetic folic acid into a usable form of folate um, to support a pregnancy because it actually takes four steps in the body to metabolize folic acid into folate. And there is one step in particular that's difficult or actually impossible for some people. So what they had overseas and what researchers are now discovering, it's ideally best to look for a supplement that also provides folinic acid, which is a supplemental source that bypasses some of these metabolic steps. So it's kind of called an active form of folate, which is more quickly metabolized into usable folate in the body. And it's been shown to raise our plasma folate levels more effectively than folic acid. Um, so although supplementation should never replace a healthy diet, good supplementation can act as an insurance policy, especially during the critical time when you are actually trying to create another human being and you, of course, need plenty of nutrients to help create that rapidly growing DNA. So the folate research is something I became really passionate about exploring and, and promoting and, and letting people know about because it was an issue I struggled with and is an issue why a lot of people struggle to conceive. No, I'm sure the I'm listeners sure. are loving this information. And, and, and is it that you couldn't find folinic acid anywhere? And, and why would it be that we don't have it in it or why wouldn't we have had it in Australia? 
I think it, research always, um, the mainstream medicine takes a long time to catch up and uh, the research started over in America and, yeah, there's a, a researcher, Marie Cordial, that I'm in touch with over there that's doing phenomenal research on folate and choline and that they were able to get it into their supplements faster than we were here. I guess we always we are a little bit behind in Australia and it, it is now uh, – coming into our prenatal supplements and it was available in certain single supplements as a single nutrient but it just wasn't available in a prenatal supplement and I found myself taking a million different things to to get all the nutrients in the right forms that I wanted and just thought well this is really inefficient and expensive so I wanted to create it all in one tablet and make it accessible for people and yeah it upset me that a lot of people were taking possibly the wrong form of folate for them and, and struggling with miscarriage and that's I mean that's the reason I'm, I'm still doing what I do that just the emails that come through from people who have had multiple miscarriages um, and struggled to conceive and I mean there's a lot of reasons why miscarriage does happen but if you can get rid of one cause and a lot of people, that that's as simple as, as that. It's getting enough folate into their system and it can help correct the difference. And I actually had one lady, um, she conceived after seven years of struggling, which was, yes, I, I just, my heart break for her. And she emailed me when she was 20 weeks pregnant and she said, I'm 20 weeks pregnant, I've been taking a supplement, it's been fantastic, I'm so excited. But I happened to be out of stock at the time and she just, oh, I just, I, I felt so bad for her. She goes, I just don't want to stop taking it. It's the first thing that's, you know, worked for me. So I remember I had some of my personal stash that I, I sort of sent out to her to keep her going and, until I had stock back in. But it's, yeah, hearing those sort of people and, and those sort of stories is, is what drives me to to get the information out further and and to have these again it's it's not about having the nutrient in the tablet it's about them reaching the bloodstream so i i go through every nutrient that's in my formulation it's made here in victoria i see how it's made and i make sure that the best stuff goes in there i guess um that and and the choline which I think everyone's heard of folate, but I don't know if you've heard of choline, but I certainly hadn't when I started looking. But choline actually works alongside folate in the development of the neural tube, so it's really important um, for that neural tube development in the early stages. But it's also a component of acetylcholine, um, which is, as you would know, is the neurotransmitter in the brain that helps our cells talk to each other. And it also helps all our cells, cell walls stay supple and healthy. So basically choline keeps all our cells healthy and it allows them to chat to each other, which is really important for brain development. Um, and yet 90% of people aren't getting enough because we just haven't heard a lot about choline. It's not been touted as a, an important nutrient for a long time because we actually didn't realize it was such an important nutrient. Why that is is because our body manufactures a certain amount of choline. So I think for a long time we kind of thought, well, if our body manufactures it, we don't actually need to eat any because we're getting enough from our body. But the researchers are now discovering that it's so critical to life that that's why we actually create a certain amount because we cannot live without it. But when you're trying to create another human being, you actually want to more than be relying on just what your body is producing to keep yourself alive. You want to be actually consuming some dietary sources. So um, a really important point that you make there, um, you know, because the baby is the priority. Definitely. In and terms of, uh, you know, Darwinism and the survival of the, of the species, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not necessarily saying that in, that's what I believe, but in just what I've seen and also in, in how things are, you know, 
even with breastfeeding and after you've had the baby that they are sucking the nutrition from you and you need to do more than what you would normally do for yourself because you actually are, you know, either growing a child or, or um, being the, the, the sole nutrition for the child. You're totally right. I mean, yeah, evolutionary, we are kind of irrelevant once we've had kids. I mean, it was just that, you know, to, to reproduce and keep the species going as, as to why we, we have kids. So our our babies are like little leeches. They will suck everything from us. And if we don't have enough, um, they won't get enough. And also it leaves us really depleted. And as you mentioned, again, in breastfeeding, choline actually requirements increase during breastfeeding because that brain is just getting exposed to the world and it's growing growing so rapidly that um, we actually need more choline to fuel that growth because um, the studies started on choline actually um, using people in Alzheimer's later in life and they found that it had, did help to support learning and memory um, later in life. But then they went, okay, well, what if we actually give it to the mum and help to create a better brain initially? You know, Wouldn't that be a better way to go than to helping to, to try and remedy the situation later in life? So that's where the research started and now they're doing yeah a whole heap of research um around choline its importance in brain development and now in the in the u.s um, there was an article the other week and it's hailed as a new rock star pregnancy nutrient they're touting as the new folate so oh, wow. yeah it's, you heard it's, it here first you heard exactly yes it is coming so yeah that's something i was really adamant to, to put in um zyacinatal nutrients is to have the choline in there as well so where in the story, I mean, is it you used your own supplement to then get pregnant or where is it that your kids came along? Yeah, as I was starting this journey, it was actually not long after, I guess, the Zycia company was born um, that, yeah, my son Jonah was born and he's now four. So I'm, I'm now mum to a yeah thriving four-year-old and a 21-month-old now, um, my little girl is. So, yeah, they came along pretty much as I started taking the supplement. That's um, when I was able to fall, pre- fall pregnant. And my struggle was fortunately short um, compared to the many couples that I speak with. And I think that's because I had access to so much great information that could support me um, in my journey. But having gone through that heartbreaking struggle that many couples do go through and now to come out the other side and to have the wonderful family that, that I always dreamed of, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping other people achieve that same dream. So although my struggle was short, I, I, I did have access to a lot of information. I really wanted to, I guess, give other couples access to that same support network that I had and that's how my, my new project, conceivebaby.com.au, was was born. I really wanted to bring together a team of specialists, again, across all modalities, all aspects of fertility and preconception health, from IVF and fertility drugs to naturopathy, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, um, so that other people who were struggling like, like I was could have access to qualified expert information to help them take control of their own fertility um, as well as finding the right support in their local area. Um, so I made a directory on Conceived Baby so people can access the right support and people who are open to using a lot of different modalities in their local area. Because, um, yeah, my motto is being the best mum starts well before birth. I, I love the saying when you're just a twinkle in your father's eye. To me, that's when you start being a mum. That's when you're already carrying all the genetic material that has the potential to become your future child. So all the nourishing and the nurturing really begins then. And 
we often spend weeks, even months, preparing the, the baby nursery ready for the new arrival when we are pregnant. But the most important nursery that your baby will ever have is the one inside you. And I'm really passionate about letting people know about the journey prior to and during pregnancy, how important that is. Because our eggs have a life cycle of 90 days, really, when they, they start from an immature follicle and they start developing into a mature egg for release at ovulation. And about 100 follicles each month will begin this journey and then we'll refine and refine along those 90 days and to produce a mature egg for release at ovulation. And research is now showing that the nutrition and lifestyle and, and what's available to us and our health during those 90 days can actually have a, a greater influence over the long-term health of our child than our genetics. We actually have the ability to turn certain genes on and off during that 90-day time and create, I guess, the healthiest DNA possible. You might have a history of heart disease and all those things are in your DNA, but if you can provide um, an abundance of the right nutrients at the right times, as in you can actually switch those genes on and off. So those 90 days prior to conceiving are, are really critical, not only to help you conceive, of course, which is which is the, the aim, but also to make sure that you have the healthiest DNA possible. And that goes for men as well. So I was I'm just about to say, <laughs> I think that's really important that, you know, the responsibility falls on both parties there. Definitely. And the men are the same. They, you know, they, they, Generally, there's really only one sperm that, that will reach the egg um, at, at any one time. Women are a bit the opposite. They, they, they start with, you know, 100 eggs and we refine and we refine until we get this pristine egg or as healthy as possible for release at ovulation, whereas men, they, they pretty much have a scatterball approach. Um, they have about 200 million sperm that are released at ejaculation and then you probably get around 15 to 45 million of those that are actually, you know, healthy and worthwhile and only about 400 of those will actually then survive to go into the reproductive tract um, about 40 maybe will be strong enough to reach the fallopian tube and then one if any uh, will be available to fertilize the egg and we actually only then have a 24-hour window for that egg to be alive and that you know that great sperm to, to coincide so I think for me, I, I found that from the time we hit puberty, we, we, I guess, told how easy it is to fall pregnant and how cautious you must be with contraception, But uh, which is a valid message, of course. But the flip side of that is that I know I certainly thought that it would be easy um, when I wanted to fall pregnant. So, But there's, I mean, stats are realistically that one in six couples will struggle with fertility. And if you're over 35, that'll actually drop to, to one in three and even couples in their 20s, um, healthy couples in their 20s have only about a 20 to 25 chance of conceiving each month. And then I guess if you add any health conditions like uh, PCOS, endometriosis, thyroid conditions, or even things like poor diet or lack of exercise, smoking and stress, then you reduce your odds even further. Um, so I guess that's the bad news. Um, the good news is that, I mean, if you're struggling with fertility, you're definitely not alone. And B, you can stack the odds in your favour. So you can positively influence the health of your eggs. You can positively influence the health of the sperm. You can learn to read your body signals for the right timing of when that egg is going to be released and when that 24-hour window is for you because I think we're 
told a generic approach of ovulate on day 14, but for most people I think we all know that, that very few of us fall into the actual average. So learning to read your body and know when your fertile window is um, is really important and and creating the healthiest DNA possible so that when those egg and sperm do meet, you're in creating the best chance of conceiving and the best chance of having a healthy baby and a, and a healthy pregnancy. And that's where the fertility diet, which I um, I wrote um, in 2015, so last year, um, comes into play. Then I, my first book was launched in 2013. Um, that was the Vitamins Guide, and that's now on sale um, in Australia, Canada, and the US. And that really talks about the, what I was talking about originally, about finding the right form of the nutrient, about when you need certain nutrients, what the dietary sources are, um, what what um, the absorption is, um, when you need those and what the therapeutic doses are versus the RDIs, etc. And the fertility diet I wrote more recently really focused on that 90-day cycle. So I go through a cleansing phase and nourishing phase until a strength and growth and a, and a building phase until you are actually hopefully um, ready to conceive and ready to have a healthy pregnancy um, during that time. So the, the Conceive Baby website brings together a, not only a team of specialists, so I have IVF specialists um, writing for it, I have fertility psychologists, as I said, a Chinese uh, medicine practitioner, acupuncturist, um, naturopathist, um, also a superfood chef actually um tony chido has come on board as a healthy chef to provide some delicious recipes um for those foods superfoods and yeah really brought together i guess a team of people to support couples in their fertility journey and i also have the fertility diet um, book available through the website as well um as you mentioned I, uh, before, I think i have a kindle version um and also there's hard copy copy versions as well that are available through bookstores my advice is not to buy the kindle version only because the other two are so pretty <laughs> <laughs> and also I like to hold something in my hand and, and you know, I, I know you um, that you've also got like recommended daily intake and also for menopause and, and different levels and I just think that's something that you can just easily flick through and that's just my personal experience. Oh, I actually still flick through them myself. I say the vitamins guide's always on my desk because you just don't keep things like that in your head. What's the RDI of certain nutrients? What's the therapeutic dose? What are the best forms? What are the best sources? I just use it as a quick reference for myself and it, it really helps people get best value out of their supplements. Um, I think that's something even from my pharmacy days, I was really passionate about getting across to people. Look at the back of the packet, not at the front. Don't be fooled by advertising or who's sponsoring it or which celebrity is endorsing it. You know, take it into your own hands and look at the back of the packet. Look at what nutrients it contains, what doses, what forms. And that's where the vitamin guides comes into play to help you, I guess, analyze your vitamins and actually get the best value for you because necessarily paying more it doesn't necessarily equate to a better quality product and i used to have a lot of people in the farms who say oh natural medicine doesn't work so what are you taking oh like, yeah okay well that won't work <laughs> try this and yeah if you know what you're doing and you know i guess how to take it into your own hands and that's what i'm really passionate about giving people 
the skills to do it themselves. I mean, definitely seek support as well when you need it, but these are things you can learn to do yourself. The vitamin guide teaches you how to look for these nutrients and the fertility diet teaches you how to create the healthiest egg and sperm possible. So I love empowering people to take their fertility and their own health into their own hands, really. I mean, I can hear how passionate passionate you are. And I mean, if I do my maths correctly, you had a newborn while you were writing the vitamins guide and you've had yeah. a little one while you were writing the fertility diet and you've, you know, launched a, a massive uh, website in there. You've done, I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, yeah, you, you clearly passionate about what you're doing and driven. I'd love to hear if there were any struggles along the way. Absolutely. I, I, I think there's always been struggles along the way. I think even when I started out, I know I was you know, fitting my full time or three days a week work. And then I remember one night I was going straight from my pharmacy job in Ferntree Gully into the city and I was parking in this dodgy gravel car park. And I came out at 9.30, two nights in the road to a, to a dead car. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just uh, I mean, get, getting myself through that stage, and even then, when I branched out into the prenatal world, everyone strongly advised me against it um, because you know the pharma companies would kill you. And yeah, I had a during those times I was writing the diet, I was writing the vitamins guide, and I was also releasing the product. I also had young kids, and I wanted to be there for them as much as I could. And I started out trying to do everything. Um, I stayed at home full time and I, I looked after my, my kids and, and you know, looked after the product and the company and found I was doing everything badly, as I was saying to my husband. And so I thought, look, I need to have at least one day um, where I have someone come in t- to look after him. And even that was a struggle. I remember interviewing two people um, for a babysitting job um, for two days a week. And I rang my mum in tears. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't leave my kids with everyone. They just, I just didn't feel comfortable. And then I remember the third interview was this wonderful Italian lady. And as soon as she walked in, she was just a breath of fresh air and knew what I wanted. And since then, she's been working every Monday and Tuesday for me. So they're my, my work days. The rest of the time, I'm mum, which is great to be able to spend all that time with them and sort of work around that. But it's also wonderful that to give someone the opportunity. She's an older lady who's never had kids herself and I think they love spending time with her. She takes them to story time at the library and they're really the grandkids that she never had. So I think I've, I've tried to have, have a bit of balance between both because, yeah, my kids were in the world to me and, and struggling to have them and, you know, raising them to be healthy, happy kids is so important to me. But I also want to be able to get this information out to people and the advent of online, more online um, information has been a, a blessing for me, I guess, and a lot of it can be done from home around my kids, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I try I try to juggle that. But anyone who knows, it's, oh, you've got such a balance and it's never a balance. It's, it's a juggle. It's, it's always a always a juggling act but I think my 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 priorities and my kids and working around them um yeah has really helped but I know know that it was definitely a struggle initially when both of my kids have never been kids who will go wait long for a feed so I even when I had a babysitter initially I had kind of a three-hour window to, to get out and back again before they'd be screaming for another feed and Fortunately, my son would take a bottle so I could express and that would give me a little bit bit longer. But my daughter, 
no, she would not take a bottle. She only wanted me. So I was every three hours I'd be racing out and coming back. And I think any mum who's tried to, to work amongst kids realises, you know, you're always going out, checking your back because you've just got spewed on your back. You know, you're running up the <laughs> chain. I remember changing my jacket in the car one time because I just fed and I was leaking everywhere. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's definitely that that struggle part of it. But, um, yeah, I do do enjoy being able to to do both um but yeah I did feel like a zombie for the first 12 months of my daughter's life I know having that yeah three hour feeds she did that for quite a long time and she was not a sleeper at all my my son it's probably I think about four months he started started sleeping through fairly regularly one or two wake-ups was fine but my daughter was she was something else she just was a really she's a beautiful child really really clingy really needy she needed that extra security and yeah I, I spent many a night sitting in the rocking chair just nursing her pretty much all night because every time I let her go she'd she'd cry um They're and it's so different aren't they oh they are the personalities are so different I do remember if anyone safe sleep space were awesome for me as as a refer of a resource to um helping with my sleeping problems because I know a lot of people were just telling me you can't nurse her all the time you can't go into all the time you just gotta let her cry and and she'll get over it and and I remember trying that for one night and it just it just didn't gel with me I just I she had that that neediness in her voice she just yeah she just needed me and so I think that that resource I found really helpful because they enabled me to trust my instinct as well as giving me tips and tools on how to how to help um, settle her. Um, they also gave me the the confidence to trust my instincts, and I was really glad that I that I went with that and I did go in and settle her all the time, even though I, I did feel like a zombie. She's now you know at twenty one months old. She's actually a really confident little child. She was really clingy and she there was until she was probably in the last couple of months but now I think knowing that I'll always be there for her and knowing that if she does cry you know I'll I'll go in there now touch wood <laughs> she sleeps all through the night and she's yeah really yeah happy to go to anyone and and a confident little kid so yeah but getting through those first 12 months I'm sure as any parent would know is is is, is a fun and games yeah <laughs> yeah and for some people it's the first three and other people it's the first three years so I mean it's all it's all very different of course um if you could go back in in um I guess to the back in time knowing what we you know now and I guess uh how you were when you were pregnant what would you tell yourself what would you tell mums listening now with a baby in their belly I definitely think to trust your own instinct and I know people, so some people did tell me that and I, I just think I wasn't confident enough to trust in my own instinct and I think, you know, they say mum knows best but I think you just got to listen to that, listen to that voice even if you can't hear it sometimes and take as much advice as you can. I, I always, I'll take advice from anyone, whether it be the next door neighbor, whether it be, you know, an international researcher or whether it be a sleep expert or I'm happy to take advice from anyone and I always recommend people do that, but always put it through your own filter. I think never take on board advice, which I think everyone's probably fallen in the trap of and I certainly have both personally and professionally fallen into the trap of thinking, okay, this person's the expert, they know what they're talking about. I've got to just go with this. Don't not listen to your gut. If it doesn't feel right, then don't go with it. And that's what I've, over the time, 
I think learned to to do more and more. I still take on board as much advice as I can. I'll listen to anyone. You never know when a great idea will pop by, but just put it through your own filter and make sure it sits right with you and and do the parts of it that, that feel right for you. Yeah, I think that's why masterminding or even the mother's groups, you know, in terms of parenting are so good because it's like a lot of different perspectives and, and, and ideas and, yeah, like you say, put it through the filter and if it gels, great, and if it doesn't, great, it's for other people and now you know what other people do. <laughs> yeah. What was, what was some of the best advice that you ever received? Um, look, I think it was really a trust on the I keep saying that. That was advice I got from, yeah, a sleep expert, which was really helpful to me because I had read a lot of books and things like that that, that told you what to do. And so I felt like I needed to just do exactly what this book was telling me to do or this website was telling me to do. And yeah, when I, when I saw the advice of this, um, sleeping expert, which was on the safe sleep space, um, that they, they said, they gave me all the tips to, to help. And I remember a big thing that helped me with my daughter is they said, you know, go to her as much as you want, but don't lean over the cot. Don't go in as if you're going to pick her up and then don't. So if you lean over to pat her, she'll think you're picking her up. So if you go in down low, put your hand through the cot and that was brilliant. It's just such a simple thing, but then she knew that, okay, mum's here. I could put my hand through the cot and just sit with her. But I was constantly leaning over the cot to, you know, to pat her and she just thought I was going to pick her up, which, of course, got her upset. And so, yeah, just simple things like that. And that that really worked for me. I don't know if that's going to work for a lot of people, but that just simple things and enabled me to trust my instinct that she needed me, go into her as much as I wanted, but I was just able to handle it differently. Yeah, from her perspective, she's looking up the cot, seeing this hand come down. I can imagine it's an easy jump to, ooh, it's time to get up. <laughs> exactly. And it was so logical to me. But then when I got them, I'm like, of course, that makes total sense. You know, you know, but yeah, again, just take advice from everyone. And that was, that was the nugget that worked for me. Out of all the stuff I was looking through and trying to help with, that was the nugget that, that worked best for me. It's a shame I didn't read the book at the time, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit past that now. But <laughs> it will definitely be helping some mums out there. Could you also share some other invaluable resources that have helped you along your way? Well, one that I found really beneficial during the pregnancy process was um, nourishbaby.com.au. Um, they've actually got it's, it's basically on, online prenatal classes, I guess they're called, but there's just so much information on every aspect of birth, about pregnancy, about what's going on, because I know my, both my pregnancies were very different too. I'm sure both, many people can relate, but, you know, you think oh, I've done this before and then you just met with a whole new different gamut of symptoms and I, I found that as an online resource um, really, yeah, quite helpful and I actually now do some writing for them, so trying to give back um, some of the great info that I, I got from them, um, that's nourished baby.com.au and, and safe, 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 safe sleep space um, was one that I found really helpful in the sleeping and settling side of things. Just, again, I think both of the resources were the way I like to, to work. They just provided heaps of information about a lot of aspects um, of both pregnancy and sleeping that, that I wanted to know about. But they didn't exactly tell me what to do or you must do this or you're, or you're a bad mum, which some of the resources I did feel that way about. I did read it and think, oh, I'm doing it wrong. But I think both of those sites just sort of showed me that there is no wrong. There is what feels right to you and then there is better ways to do things and that can help you in, in more effectively. But you're never wrong as a mum. Yeah. 
And are you still practicing as well, naturopathy? I'm not practicing as in seeing patients. I just work through the Conceived Baby website and the Zycia website. But in saying that, I am really, really hands-on with those websites. So I answer all the emails that come through both of the, the sites, actually. So really active in those. And I, I do a lot of um, speaking um, with IVF specialists. So I've just done a presentation recently to the nursing team at Melbourne IVF and a couple of their specialists there. So I work more now... Um, um, training professionals and I guess through my books and, and hopefully helping people on a, on a wider scale. But I still do answer personal questions through the website. I, was, I still help. To, I have quite a few people that have actually seen their babies now growing up, which is really exciting to see. There's a few of the, the customers that I had through Zycia initially that, that now have their second bubs that have come along and, and vice versa, people who've just recently read the fertility diet and, and email me that I'm now following following their journey so I do still like that one-on-one of contact course. with people it's, yeah. it, it's, it, that's what drives me that's if if I was doing this for the money I certainly wouldn't still be doing it <laughs> it's really it's that feedback that you get from people that you know this has been helpful in helping me create the family that I wanted and this has been helpful in yeah helping me have a healthy baby and yeah especially people who've been through the struggle that you know I, I went through for a short time at some people have been through for much longer and being able to help those people who have been struggling for potentially years is is really really rewarding they're just so excited to to see the elation on their face and to hear it either over the phone or in in the excitement in the email is, is really awesome yeah, well, you said it at the very start that, you know, you always wanted to help people. So you still are. And, you know, obviously, yeah, it's very fulfilling. I'd love to um, now hear from you all the ba- ways that um, the listeners can get in touch with you and find out more about the um, the website. So just if you could list them out for me and maybe even the Facebook pages if you have. Yeah, they've both got Facebook pages, so great communities on there. So, yeah, the Zycia website is the Zycia Natal Nutrients product. That's Zycia, Z-Y-C-I-A, dot com dot A-U. And you can um, ask questions directly through the website if you like. I do respond to all the questions personally, or I guess there's a lot of information on there itself as well. And the Conceive Baby website that just launched last month, um, that's conceivebaby.com.au. And we've got great information on there from all of the experts yeah, across the, the wide range of fertility specialties from your IVF specialists to, as I said, your psychologists and your naturopaths and your Chinese medical practitioners. And we've also got a newsletter. Uh, we've actually already got uh, quite a lot of people sign up to the newsletter, which is great. So I'm releasing that once a month um, just with our top tips um i'm also um filming some video content for conceived babies so if you're on the newsletter you'll be first to hear about that and we're also planning on running some events and things like that to help to i guess you know um train more people um in the fertility fertility realm and help more people conceive and carry healthy babies so yeah, you can contact me directly through conceived baby .com.au and also both of the Zycia Facebook page and Conceive Baby have a Facebook page as well that you can find through the websites and click on the link. So please join us on the Facebook page, join the community and I'm actually wanting any feedback as well. Conceive Babies in its conception phase too. It's uh, just as I said, it's just a newborn. So I'd love any feedback um, about the website or content that you'd like to hear about. Um, it's something I really want to bring people what they want to hear. So um, if there's any 
any specialists you'd like to particularly hear from or any information you'd particularly like to hear from them, um, yeah, definitely put that forward through the site and I aim to get the site, yeah, providing as much quality information as possible and it, it's all free so you've got access to all of that information there. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Tasha, really, for well, not only for coming on the, um, the podcast but also just for all the continuous work that you're doing to help women out there or I guess and, and men as well to have a family that they dream of. Yeah, I think it's a, it's it, to to think about not having kids in my life would, would yeah, it's really inspired me to to help everyone I can yeah achieve that that dream. So yeah, the Conceive Baby website you can actually purchase my books through as well and and the product through too. So it does have everything there. Thank you so much. Can't wait to share the message. Excellent. <laughs> Lovely to speak to you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.